Welcome back to Raised on It. It has been a few weeks and months. Emily? Uh, yeah. 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 Welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I thought it was something I said that maybe not want to podcast with me for a while, but... <laughs> well, yeah. Long story <laughs> short, made a little move to Nashville. Took a little bit getting used to just stuff. So, anyways... Uh, Fall time's a good time to kind of relaunch the podcast, so uh, here Back we are. Yep. Back to school. So a couple weeks ago, well, maybe it was more than a couple weeks ago, the CMA Awards announced their uh, final nominees. Yes. And just a gut reaction. We'll dive into these a little bit here. Your gut reaction when you saw the, the list of all the nominees for each of the categories, were you like... They got it right, or not really? I think for the most part they did. I'm still confused on, like, some of them, um, just, like, the timing of when songs came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we'll dive into it, but I was super jacked to see, like, Carrie get the nomination she did because she had a huge year, and she deserves all the accolades, so that really made me happy. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be one of those nights where I'll just be like, you know what? I really don't care. Whoever wins this one, I'll be happy. At least that's what I say now. Like a month and a half <laughs> removed from it, I'll be different that night. I'm sure. No, nah, totally, totally agree. I think, yeah, my initial reaction was like, wow. I think they got. I mean, they're never going to get hundred percent of everyone's favorite artists or favorite songs, but right. I think I think overall uh, it was pretty good. So, do you want to start at the top of the awards or towards the bottom? All right, let's do it. So we have the New Artist of the Year nominees, stacked category, if I'm being completely honest. I mean... Yeah, again, you can't go wrong with any of them because all five are super deserving. Right. I mean, you got what, Cody Johnson, who Texas born and raised, like, he's got a huge, like, cult following there. They all said he'd never make it, and he's just, like, killing it. And, like, we both love his album. It's still one of the best of the year for me. I think it's still number one for me. His album really? of the year. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the year, we'll kind of do like a recap or like our favorite albums or top, sure. whatever we can do. But I think that one still might be number one. That's, it is good. It's so good. And, um, and then we have... Yeah, Ash McBride, who... <laughs> hello. I love her. She would win. She, I think mm, I think she's my favorite to win. But as we said, it's a point. And then there's Midland, Carly Pierce, and Morgan Wallen, which props to Morgan Wallen. I was kind of surprised to see his name on that. Were you? Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like because maybe he never been he never been nominated for anything before, I don't think, has he? No, but, you know, it's, it's his category, new artist. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of like that. It is, I mean, Midland, I mean, they're all established, and, and I don't consider any of them, like, new artists, per se, but they are, I guess, when you break it down. Yeah, it's kind of curious. I mean, someone like Carly Pierce hasn't done a lot in the last year, but like two years ago, she was at the top of it. You know, she's right. due to come out with a new album. Yeah, it's yeah. that part's a little weird, but I mean, honestly, I'd be fine with anyone in this category winning. Who's your Who's your gut gut feeling here? Uh, my gut feeling is Morgan Wallen. I think it's just country music fans are obsessed with him. It's it's like this. Yeah. Like this little 
90s country rebirth in a sense with like him and Luke Combs and John Langston and Colson like all these all these guys are just it's it's modern country but if you would have played it 20 years ago you'd be like alright it's progressive but it fits right he probably had like the most radio airplay of all five I would say yeah that's a good point and I think that might tip his tip the scale in his favor but yeah. And I'm assuming you're going for Ashley McBride? I am. I mean, I would, I'd love to see her or just to, like, see Cody up there accepting that would be super cool. Like, I think it'd be a really cool moment and just, like, the CMA show. But I don't know. I think it's cool that he was nominated in the first place. Totally agree. I, it's, I think it just validates him and what he's doing completely, even yeah. if he doesn't win. Um, yeah. And I, I think the one thing like a theme that I saw with these awards is like there were some people nominated that deserved to be nominated that I didn't think would be nominated if that makes sense we'll get to some of the some of the other awards later but it's like Cody Johnson would have been on my list for like a new artist I'm like they actually they actually did and same with Ashley McBride so country music's getting it right I like it absolutely so uh we got music we got music video of the year which is this is always the, a very tough category just because I feel like music videos are so so subjective I mean ev- I think even more so than like a song you can be like alright that's a catchy tune clever beat I get it I feel like music videos can be all over the place so we have uh, Dirks and Brothers Osborne for Burning Man Maren Morris's Girl Blake Shelton's God's Country Casey Musgraves with Rainbow, and then Eric Church for some of it. And it's it's just uh, a unique group of songs and videos. <laughs> it is. It really is. I, I, looking at it, would take, I would take God's Country and Burning Man out of it. Yes, me um, too. And then I, like, Okay, so Rainbow, it's very, like, Casey Musgraves, and it's just, I love everything she does, which is just still, I can't grasp that I do, but here I am. Um, Girl, I mean, it's a very, it's a very powerful song, and the CMAs are kind of all about honoring the women, so I don't know if that skews, I don't know, whatever, it's a great song, it's a great video, I guess, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm biased as usual with Air Church but some of it is like the sequel to The Desperate Man ah and very good point forgot about that I like that like creative niche it's like it's a story and like you almost want to know like I forget what his next single is going to be but it's like is that going to be the next step like what happens when he gets out of prison and I just kind of I like when videos are more like a mini movie but yeah. that's just me yeah what is his next single I thought he announced it I mean I thought so too but I was don't it, remember was it Monsters I think it was Monsters Monsters oh that would be so good I think so oh. yeah. I'm totally in agreement uh, God's Country I feel like it's just so weird because some of these you know some of these videos are from last year and it's I mean we've been over this where it's I think it's from the June the previous year to this uh, anyhow uh, yeah. I think Maren Morris is going to win for girl, but I think it's between her and Eric Church. Totally agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. I think she's totally set up for it being like a, a women in country music kind of night. 
Um, and not that one award affects the other, there's any sort of correlation that way, but, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some, I don't have any in front of me, but you just think of like all the music videos and it's like, all right, that's just a weird hodgepodge. There's probably some other ones that I went with, but anyway. It felt like they didn't have like that many good ones, so they were kind of like, all right, let's just throw this group together. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyways, we don't, we don't have a vote. Until we do, actually, when we get a vote, we'll fix this category. So. Ooh, I cannot wait. Then we, uh, then we move on to musical event of the year. And honestly, I think every award show, I, I don't think I've ever gotten this category right with my predictions since we've been doing the podcast or even before, just guessing. So we have Marin Morris and Brothers Osborne for All My Favorite People. Then we have Luke Combs teaming up with Brooks and Dunn for Brand New Man. Garth and Blake for Dive Bar, which was just released about two months ago. Yeah. We have What Happens in a Small Town by Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay L., which I think just cracked the top ten on radio. And then we have Old Town Road, uh, which everyone knows, Billy Ray, Lil Nas X. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are in this category. Oh, I think to do like a bar stool or something podcast and they had Mitchell Tenpenny on and they asked him his opinion about Old Town Road and if it was country <laughs> he was like oh hell no that's not country <laughs> so I just think that's kind of funny from someone like in it but um I don't know fine be in the category this will be his one like oh it's a country music unless he follows it up with something else country which I don't really see I don't see how Brand New Man with Luke Holmes and Brooks and Dunn does not win. I don't see, like, a bigger <laughs> song. Well, okay. Well, Tyrone was a big song, but country song. Right. <laughs> that's, that's who I think is going to win. That would be my vote. The only yeah. thing that gives me a little pause is, so, just a high level, my understanding of the CMA Awards is you nominate X amount of songs, artists in a category, and there's different rounds of voting that narrow it down every so often. So I think maybe you go from like 50 to 20 to 10, and then you land on five. So the fact that Old Town Road made it all the way, so it's definitely a top five musical event of the year, like that in and of itself I think is an accomplishment for for those guys, which makes me, there's like a 2% part of me that's thinking, okay, Maybe the industry isn't totally going to snub it, and like maybe they'll win the award. I don't know. That's the only thing that's giving me like about a two percent. I don't know feeling. Can you imagine like our ancestors in like fifty, hundred years from now, and they look up like who won musical event of the year in two thousand nineteen is this song like Old Town Road? They'd be like, wow. That was not going to be back then. Like, I just, I can't fathom that happening, and I don't want it to happen. No, I, I, I would, that's not my vote. But at the same time, you're right, it's not country. But that song, when our ancestors 150 years from now look back, that song is going to stick out more than just 2019. I think that's going to be a, like, I oh. I think so. Oh, I think it, it's such a, I mean, not that it was anything, like, over the top musical like, genius, I can but see it just like a like a um, fishing in the 
dark, like, nitty-gritty dirt band where everyone knows the song, knows the words, but they, like, forget who sang it or, like, what year it actually came out. I can see it being that kind of song. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I really do think it's it's such an earworm and such a... I mean, you you hear it all over the place. I, I, I really... I mean, it's like... Uh, uh, what's that one song? Uh, it's not Call Me Maybe. Oh, fr- remember Rebecca Black's Friday? No one liked oh, it. Yes. But you can go back and be like, yeah, Friday, Rebecca Black. I know how that sounds. She just went away, so fingers crossed that's what happens. Yeah, but, but that was that was a bad song. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a great one. I'm saying it's you get the appeal. But, it's kind of cheesy. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So anyways, mm-hmm. that'll be um, interesting to see. As far as the other... You know, events in the category, just, I think some of them are there just because they had to round it out, maybe. Um, but. Do you think, do you think, he, like, they're going to perform that song at the show? Like, I'm kind of just excited to see him, like, show up on Ooh, the red carpet. Boy. I want to see his style, because I do, like, I like him as, like, a person. I think he's I, legit, like, he's funny on Twitter. Maybe yeah. you could get, like. This whole group, like, doesn't Dolly sing on a song and Little Hank? Like, that would be like mm-hmm. of the night. I could get on board with that. Totally, and then I could, I could just, I can see it already. The social media outrage, like, as oh, soon as he, it, it would be, it would be an all-time social media. Yes. They would oh, oh, that'd be so great. It'd be phenomenal. It would suddenly look at like Florida and be like, wow, they're so country. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I love those guys. Yeah. Uh. Well, speaking of Florida Georgia Line, they are one of the five duos up for the vocal duo of the year, along with Maddie and Tay, Dan and Shay, Brothers Osborne, and then Brooks and Dunn, who had a reboot year. So, um, I mean, I'm curious that Brooks and Dunn made it to the top five, which... I love that. They don't perform together for like 15 years. They come back, re-record songs of their own. Yeah, seriously. I, I mean, I don't even know if they are they on tour. Or are they doing like a Vegas residency? I'm not even sure. I don't think so. They didn't have like big plans to get back together. They no. Were like, do this, which is so iconic. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I think this category, it's for the last year or two, it's been Brothers Osborne versus Dan and Shay, and the pattern seems to be, and maybe this is only like a one year, two year, but I think Dan and Shay usually clean up at the ACMs where Brothers Osborne seem to do pretty well at the CMAs so I think it's between those two and I'd I'd give the edge to Brothers Osborne just based on history but who knows I'm gonna go with Dan and Shay my second would actually be Maddie and Tay because I think they've had a really good like comeback here um interesting like die from a broken heart like going on tour with Carrie like I think and they're they're just I, I don't know every song of theirs of late I just love so i think they deserve second place <laughs> yeah that's fair that, that's that's fair um i am curious to see if florida georgia lion does not win i i think this would be a, a pattern that they haven't really won a duo of the year group of the year award in quite some time um yeah, or, or really i think it's been years which is kind of weird too because you know, you could look at it that way too. Maybe they, maybe they deserve it because they had a new album out this year. They're doing like 
these crazy big tours. They have like an FGL fest in Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, whereas um, Dan and Shay's album was last June. Granted, like the songs carry over and, and all that. Brothers Osborne was last year. Um, so if you look at it, like analytically, they are been the most successful within the last night. Will be eleven months. Yeah, it it seems to be they're just overlooked and just like oh yeah they're definitely a duo of the year they should they deserve to win but it seems like everyone else is winning those so I'd be that's definitely one category I'm very curious to see how that shakes out and I wish speaking of like second place third place I wish they would publish the votes afterwards just like just thinking that percentage wise or just raw numbers because I'd be curious because there's I mean, there's some years where it's like, oh, both of them deserve, and is does it come down to like a two percent difference between a couple? I don't know. Yeah, how do I get the job that like tallies the vote so I can know and then alter everything? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Anyways. <laughs> um. So moving from the duo to the group, and Old Dominion seems to have like a pretty good grip on this category of late, but they're in here with. Lady Antebellum, Little Big Town, Midland, and Zach Brown Band. Is there any... Uh, I know you're going to say Old Dominion, so I'm curious, if it wasn't for Old Dominion, who would win Vocal Group of the Year? That's hard. I feel like... I feel like you give it to... It's weird coming from my mouth. I give it to Midland, right? Um, Lady A's, like, their album hasn't dropped yet. They've had a few singles. Yeah, they're touring and stuff, and... Oh, a little big, uh, little big town had that daughter song, which, whatever, I don't care for it. Zach Brown Band has a new album, and then they cleaned, or not cleaned up, but they won at the CMT Awards. Mm-hmm. So they still like they got a big fan following. I don't know. I'd probably say Midland if you're going like CMAs are usually pretty like a year towards more authentic country if you want to go that way. Right. And I would, I would say after Old Dominion, I'd probably go with Midland. Yeah, I think it's I think it's between them and Lady A, just because like you said, Lady A's been on tour and I forget if I mean they're at they're in Vegas right now, I believe, and are at their own residency that's I think either wrapping yeah. up or something. They just came back. They did a few months of the year and then they took I think the summer off to go on tour and now they're back. Now they're back. So yeah. But at the end of the day I really I mean, I think it's Old Dominion's to lose. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they've been on fire for like the last three years, and I'm so freaking happy. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We got the vocal group, Male Vocalist of the Year. This is, it's a loaded category. There are plenty of artists that are not mentioned in this category. So the Male Vocalist of the Year, we have Dirk Bentley, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton, and Keith Urban. So... Notable names not included. You have the likes of a Kane Brown, a Chris Young. Um, who else? Luke Ryan, Jason Aldean. Holy yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's that top ten of male vocalists right now. Are, that's that's a who's who of country music. So yeah, yeah. I, I love this list because you have Dirks too, but Keith Urban's been doing this forever. Like just the the late 90s and he's still being nominated for awards and he's just getting better and better every year and I love that I love Keith 
Um, it's Luke Combs. It has to be. Yeah, totally. Most like commercial success, radio success. Um, I know TR just dropped his album in May, which is still kind of like on the cusp of like you count it for this. I mean, he's obviously been on a run for the last like five years too, but. Good Lord, please don't give it to Stapleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing with Keith Urban, like it's him, Kenny, and Tim. Those are three guys that really have not taken any years off. You know, there's right. there's other artists where you don't hear from them for two, three, four, five years, and then they come back and they start touring again, and it's kind of like you have to. There's this. There's there's never been a generation that hasn't heard them you know it's it's not like oh garth brooks is touring again like let me refresh like those three are always on the radio um and keith urban like you mentioned the last couple years has been just killing it these award shows and and deservingly so yeah yeah but i'm i'm in total agreement with you it's luke holmes um the only way i could see him not is just because i don't know if people view him as too young or whatever but i think most people, if not all, really like the like the dude as a person. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's, but I feel like is he that much younger than Tr? No, you're you're probably right. But as far as being around for that long, I mean, Tr has been writing hits. I mean, people have yeah. been familiar with him for a while, and I don't know if it's that sort of thing that you got to pay your dues. I hope not, because like you said. He's had the most commercial success. I mean, he's freaking headlining his own tour after right. what an album and a half, put out like an EP, and yeah. So and the buzz around his like late latest music is just like off the charts. Like they're already predicting it's gonna go straight to number one. Right. Um, and the thing, I mean, one, yeah, he he drops his debut album. Then I think last spring he dropped an EP, and then this. So this spring he dropped another one. He has, I think, he has an album coming out in November. Yeah. So it's like seventeen songs or something. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and the funny part, I just love how he's how he interacts with fans and just gives them what he want, what they want. He'll just randomly drop a video or a, a new song, like tonight or when you're listening to this, people it'll be the last night. So go look, get it. Luke Combs put it on Facebook and Twitter and the whole thing along the lines of if this post gets 50,000 likes or retweets, I'll release a new song this week. And it's like, dude, 50, that's like saying, hey, someone gives me a, a quarter. I, it, he's going to get that. And he's he's just the it thing right now in country, which is it's cool to see. I always wondered how that worked like with record labels and stuff like they're pretty like it's a business you release this when you release it and artists are just like hey surprise drop this don't really care what everyone says and I'm like huh pretty ballsy yeah I kind of get a better understanding of that too because I think I mean they definitely have some say over you know which song they want to take to radio and put their money behind promoting and getting the PR firms out and really pushing it but yeah everything he touches of late is just gold. Yeah. He's, he's the he's the it boy of country music. And by the way, um, he is actually 28 days older than Thomas Rex. So, there you go. No way. Yeah. Huh. March of 90. 
Good, well, good month. Um, females, and this is a this core five is just phenomenal right now. This, Absolutely. and I and I know there's, you know, there's a thing about not having women on country radio, and that's you know one element, a big element of the industry. But these five, and there's a ton of other female artists right now that are just killing it. But we go we go Kelsey Ballerini, Miranda Lambert, Maren Morris. Casey Musgraves and then Carrie Underwood. Um, who's winning? Who be your vote? I think it's a two-horse race. Like if you look at it honestly, it's between Marin and Carrie. Uh, if you just look at like the past years they have with their albums, with their tours, um, I, Carrie needs to win this. Carrie needs to win every category she's in. <laughs> like I just need this to happen because she's getting snubbed so often, and like honestly. Kelsey she's coming up new stuff now but in the past year I wouldn't say she's qualified to win this Same with oh like, hold your heart no 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 I'm just saying like the last year like they've been working on new music and it's going to be coming out like right as the CMA start um, Kelsey wasn't even I think nominated for this at the ACMs bro okay but who's the most awarded ACM winner of recent I mean yeah, that's okay. My point that not every award show gets it right. Kelsey, Kelsey had a number one. I think she was 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 it her Marin that or her Marin and Carrie that were the only ones that had a number one this year, female wise. Oh, maybe. So I I do think Kelsey's Kelsey's in this. I do I do think it's between Carrie and Marin, but I think Kelsey's Kelsey's in it. She could definitely win. Um, but you're right. It's it's Carrie. She's hosting, tour, album, yeah, dominating the charts, and yeah, it's yeah. it's Carrie's. It's Carrie, yeah. Carrie's had a monster year, so I think this would be one I'd actually be upset if like Casey Musgraves won. I usually love fine she can win anything, but no, I she can't win this one. I honestly would not be mad if anyone in this category wins. Truly. Well, good because someone's gonna win, so. <laughs> True that. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, before we get to the entertainer of the year, we have uh, three more for – actually, what we got here? Uh, let's do album of the year. Another very interesting category, not only for the ones that were nominated, but when their albums came out. Uh, so we have Thomas Rhett's Centerpoint Road, which just came out in this June, so – Four months May. ago, May, end of May, June. Uh, Cry Pretty Carrie Underwood, which was last fall, I believe. Yeah. Dan and Shay's self-titled album, which was last summer. Eric Church's Desperate Man, which was last fall as well. Yeah. And then Maren Morris's Girl, which came out, uh, I believe, in January, February. So uh, as far as the release dates, a wide range. As far as the artists and, like, the albums – Honestly, pretty different as far as what what they all went with here. It's crazy because I remember like last year when we talked about the CMAs and saying how oh, I can't wait till next year when we'll have like Eric Church better be nominated, Carrie better be nominated, and here we are, and they and they are. So that makes me happy. Um, I I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't like I I love Dan and Shay. I feel like their album, I don't know, like, 
okay, we say the parameters for the CMAs are like June to June or June to May or something of the previous year. Yeah, something like that. Because it came out June of 2018. So I don't know if it's like from the release date or just like the longevity that the album has. I don't know. Um, I would pick Eric Church over Carrie's album because I just think as a whole, it's a little bit better. Um, But I also just said I hope Carrie wins every category she's nominated for. So I'm just a hypocrite today. Yeah. And I'm... Honestly, the one that's really throwing me for a loop, and I love the album, is Thomas Rhett's Centerpoint Road. Just because it's so recent, and honestly, I'm trying to think, has there been one single off that that's charting? Um, I think maybe one or two, but nothing like the other ones. Um, And honestly, I I mean, Marin was was only released in January, February, and that's who I think is going to win. Um, yeah. Just because I think when you look at the, you know, I was just talking about you know how songs did on the radio, released. And when I look at the album, like from start to finish, I think Marin's had a ton of hype. And I'm giving it plenty of credit, plenty of credits. And that's kind of why I would vote for her. Is she lived yeah. up. She lived up to the hype, I thought, with right. the album. There was a ton of it. I think there was a ton of pressure. Everyone was jacked for it. And she delivered. Um, she's had some success with Girl and um, The Bones. So I think she's going to win. And I really don't know who I would vote for. So this is one I'm glad I don't have a vote. I think it's really interesting with, like, Marin and Carrie and Eric. Like, I think they both, or all three, went, like, two or three years without a new album. So I think it's kind of cool that they instantly come back and are rewarded for their work. Um but so is Thomas Rhett. <laughs> it was like a year and a half, and he's rewarded for his work, too. Well, that's what's crazy. Like, he just, he's a workhorse, I think, and, and that's fine. Um, you always, I guess, question quality over quantity. But anyway, I saw somewhere on Twitter, I forget who tweeted it, saying, like, it's a total, um, like, injustice that Randy Hauser's album that yes. didn't get nominated. And I agree. <laughs> like, I would put, well, of course, Cody Johnson's in there. I would put Magnolia in there. That's a fire album. It's so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm curious to see what this category looks like going forward. Even 10 years from now, are albums still a thing? Is it more of these five-song EPs artists put out every six months or every year? How does that... Right. Or, you know, and does that lose kind of its creative, you know, entity as far as a whole collection of songs rather than just a handful just to get, you know, some uh, streams on your Spotify's and um, Apple Music, but in any yeah, regards. Yeah, I'm sure there has to be like a, a set number of songs to an album to make it an album. I think it would be cool if they would start making like an EP category. Like that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they should. It would uh, yeah. it would kind of signal or just just authenticize what everyone knows. It's the, a streaming right. era, and um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Good suggestion, Emily. Thank you. I uh, will take uh, credit for it when it comes to fruition here. Good deal. Good deal. We'll start. We'll start pumping it here on our end. All right. Sounds good. All right.
Okay. All right. So we have single of the year, and then after this, song of the year. Um, so single of the year is. Let's start with song of the year. Um, Actual songwriters. Songwriters, right? So you're looking at lyrics, not the catchy beat like Old Town yeah. Road. Um, so we have "Beautiful Crazy" by Luke Combs. Uh, we have "Girl" Marin Morris. God's Country, Blake Shelton, Rainbow, uh, Casey Musgraves, and then Tequila, Dan and Shay. I can mention the songwriters. I probably should because they're all really talented. Um, so, Beautiful Crazy, Luke Combs, Wyatt B. Durrett, Robert Wilford. The third, yes, correct. Um, on Girl, Marin was a co-writer on that with Sarah Aaron's Greg Kirsten. God's Country, got some name drops here. Uh, Devin Dawson, Jordan Schmidt, Schmidt, and Michael Hardy, also known as Hardy. Uh, Casey Musgraves Rainbow, written by Natalie Hemby, who is also a member of the High Women. Shane McAnally and Casey Musgraves herself. And then uh, Tequila, good old Dan Smyers, Nicole Galeon, and Jordan Reynolds. So... The best of the best, so it's no surprise that these are the songs up for awards. Who you got? I first of all love that each artist is a co-writer on the song. I think that's kind of something maybe a little bit newer to country music. Like you've got these artists that are they don't just find good songs written by other songwriters. They're part of the process, which is really cool. Um I think since the nominations came out, I said, I need God's Country to win. I want to see Devin Dawson win <laughs> an award like that. He's my guy. Like, I loved him from the beginning. And I just, oh, to see him on stage to win an award. And I feel like everyone in the industry would be super, like, pumped for all those guys. Like, Devin, Jordan, and, and Hardy. I feel like it would be one of the coolest moments of the night if that should happen. I think it just because it shot up the charts so quick, it was... I mean, you you blinked and it was at the top, you know, at the number one spot. Yeah. I think that helps a lot too. But I mean, you look at the songs that, especially Jordan Schmidt and Michael Hardy are cranking out. It's like, whoa, it's crazy. I mean, and same and same with the rest of them too. I mean, Shane McAnally is king. Nicole's on a roll. Jordan Reynolds is on a roll. You know, it's 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 a loaded category. So you're going oh I- audible. I, I don't think, I don't know, Tequila was nominated last year in this category. Yeah, that's a good point. And tequila came out, like, February, so maybe, huh, maybe those categories, maybe it's like a January of the previous year. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm not mad about it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, how long can the song, it, it's a monster song, it won ACM, I think, song of the year, but I don't know. Give someone else a chance. Come on. <laughs> but I think that just shows like the longevity of it, the strength of it, that people are still remembering it a year later and giving it its due. But totally agree. So you're you're going with God's Country? Heck yeah. What are you going with? <clears throat> um, if I had a vote, I would probably go Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs, but I think Tequila's gonna win. Really? Yeah. I think I think when you look at the last year and a half or two, however far back we go, I think tequila is that one that you're like it. And I think the big thing with that is 
that when you look at like all the songs in this category and the artists, when you think of that artist, what is the first song that comes to mind? And yeah. for me, when I, when you think of Dan and Shay, it's like, oh, it's tequila now. You know, maybe not a couple of years ago when they were on the up and up, but <clears throat> and I think that that's a big it's a big factor for me that it's that song changed their career, and I think that's such an impact of songwriting. So that's that's why I think it's gonna win. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Actually, I think I was kind of like I'm not being biased. I really think it's gonna win. I just think it has a lot of respect around the country community a lot of people say damn i wish i would have wrote that song seriously i mean i remember when that was being teased as like oh this is coming out everyone was hyping it do you like it now i do i do yeah and honestly like i don't know what it is about blake's music but lately like i hear it in like the first week or two i'm like meh and also i'm like that shit's fire like yes like what's his what's his latest one right now? Like Hell Right or Hell? Oh, Hell Right with Chase Atkins. Jam, absolute jam. So yeah, yeah no, I I really like that song now. Some just take a little little longer, you know. Yeah. Me and me and commitment. It's always a thing. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. All right. Uh, Anyways, so uh, we go from song of the year to single of the year, and single is just the entire song. So um, I think it's mainly as far as the production on it, the musical sound, and the success of it. Uh, So slightly different songs on this list, especially when you look at the artists and the songs of the previous ones. We have Burning Man, Dirks and Brothers Osborne, Girl by Marin Morris, God's Country, Blake, then we have Millionaire, Chris Stapleton, and then Speechless, Dan and Shay. So, I mean, to your point about Tequila, it's kind of interesting that one song is Song of the Year, another is Single of the Year, basically yeah. released. I mean, Speechless, I think, was released last fall, but again, it's the timelines, is, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, this is a kind of a boring category. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know, I'm being taboo. Um, But, I don't know, like, they're all good songs. But, like, I don't have, I don't think any of these songs, like, on a playlist that I, like, just crank out, like, I can't stop listening to. I don't have any of these songs on there. So, for me, I kind of don't care. Um, I think it's going to go to Marin Morris. I would be okay with God's Country again, but... Those would be my two, to be honest. Yeah, I I, I could definitely see Marin. I th- I think Dan and Shay is going to win this one too, and it's going to be a it's going to be an odd thing. I mean, maybe it's not that odd, but single and song of the year for two different songs. I have to look back and see if that's happened. I'm going to have to do a quick um, search after we're done here. But yeah, it's it's just different compared to the song. I'm just glad Old Town Road's not in here because I I honestly I was expecting that to be mention here but really yeah when they were announcing the nominees i i figured i figured it would be up for like the collaboration thing and part of me's like oh because wasn't um florida georgia lines meant to be and i know it's florida georgia line but i think that one was up for single of the year last year and it it deserved i don't think it won but um right. no, I didn't. so that's why i was kind of like 
okay, like they might just wiggle him in, but they didn't. Thank the Lord. Yep. Yeah. That'd be good. And then, yes. And then we have the award of the night. Super, super, super interesting category. Um, I know you're excited for two of them, and I think the two that you're going to be super excited for are the lead, like the, the leaders that should win. Um, yeah. So we have Garth Brooks, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood. Um, so I think it's been quite a while since a female was nominated for Entertainer of the Year. Probably is it, it's either going back to Carrie or even Taylor Swift. Um, and then Eric Church, which I thought was a huge, was huge just because it's, He's been so deserving. His fans, yeah. country music fans, have been begging for it, and I don't, I don't think he plays. My my understanding is he's he's not a kiss ass or suck up in the industry. He doesn't play by the rules. So I, I think that's how he's been snubbed a little bit in the past. But right. it's good to see he got nominated. It's yeah. I I just can't wait to see either like him or Carrie accept it. And honestly, like if I had to pick one of the two. Ooh, I, 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 <laughs> I probably would. Like, I know yeah. it's weird, but I... He just, he deserves it. Like, he's on tour now, and he does back-to-back nights, and, and he does a different show. Like, he doesn't stick to a playlist. He doesn't do the same thing every night. He's just really, like, himself, and he has a really good, um, I think, relationship with his fans. Not that the others don't, because that's obviously not true, but I just think that, like you said, he's a little bit of an outsider, even though he has major commercial success I would love to see him win but I wouldn't be mad if Carrie won right yeah I think it's between those two I definitely give the nod to Church just because like you mentioned new album song went to number one he's on this crazy tour back to back nights where he's playing different sets which can't be easy he's doing he's doing crazy covers and I mean he's out there just killing it Um, so yeah he's He's definitely he would get my vote, and um, I guess that's a good little segue because speaking of the Eric Church tour, you're actually going to see him this weekend, right? Oh my gosh, 24 hours from now it'll be an hour into the show, and I cannot contain my excitement. Oh, an hour in, and you're already like, there's only like two more hours left after that. Yeah, he plays. What I hear is like he has a three-hour show um, with like an intermission in between. Badass. And I, I don't believe he has an opener because he doesn't need one, and that's pretty badass too. Uh, but I'm excited. I've only seen him, I think, back in 2011. He opened at uh, Country USA. Like, oh wow! In Robin Field, he opened for Miranda Lambert. So it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. This is like a dream come true. So, so not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot because. He does different songs every night. Uh, I know. Which uh, one to two songs would you be most upset if he does not play? Um, I, I want to hear Springsteen, of course. Um, I also like some of his early stuff, like uh, These Boots. I love Two Pink Lines. Um, I, I don't know. I 
that's what's giving me a little bit of anxiety because I can't go to the show on Saturday. And if I could, <laughs> I, would, I would have bought tickets and I would have gone for myself because you're going to go and you're going to have a great time and it's going to be awesome. But I feel like you're still going to be like, oh, what's you going to do tomorrow night? Like every other concert you go to, you're like, all right, for the most part, maybe here and there, they're putting on the same show every night. You want to know something funny that I've been thinking about in the last oh, gosh, sure. day? You're returning to the site of the previous concert we went to where we were less than um, excited about <laughs> the song choices. Yes. Well, and I think I think Church does a lot of, of covers of maybe old school rock songs. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot that I don't know. But I think it's going to be cool to like see him do his thing and like... Again, he's not like one that you think about where he's not like the Garth or the Kenny with these big stadium tours. Which he could, I mean, he did sell out um, what Nissan Stadium, like he had the biggest yeah. crowd ever. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know why he's looked over because he's got like the biggest fan base, the church choir. So I'm excited. I've been listening on Spotify, he has like the like 64 days in church. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. concert from last year, and it's like too many songs to comprehend and again there's like anxiety and like fear of missing out that I know I'm gonna have I'm more excited than anything so this is just a lifelong dream of Emily's <laughs> well dream achieved I'm super jealous um, I'm sure he's gonna just be kick ass I'm sure the crowd's gonna be a good crowd because it's Eric oh, Church yeah. it's, I don't think you have to worry about any well maybe there'll be some characters there but I think overall Eric, it's gonna be Eric Church super fans. Um, yeah. There's not too many casual Eric Church fans. You either right. all about him or yeah. yeah. You know his like very first song, or you're not a fan. Like exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, wrap up the podcast. Uh, let's go to maybe a, a, a newer song or new artist that's just in your head at the moment, and then um, throwback jam. Which uh, start us off here. I want to plug something before this. Oh. Have you seen, plug like, away. The amazing stuff that Blake Shelton's been doing on Twitter. Oh, yes, yeah. I have. Big props. I feel like we should, like, mention it because it's crazy. If, like, you haven't listened to Craig Morgan's new song, The Father, My Son, and The Holy Ghost. Like, I, I didn't know about the song until I saw Blake yeah. tweet about it, which just kind of shows you. Wow, oh someone God. doesn't someone doesn't read raised on its uh, new songs of the week article and see that see the songs listed there. Well, to well to make sure that gets uh, sent to you. <laughs> yeah, but we have the newsletter list, please. Yes, well, uh, just hit that little subscribe button, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyways, like I saw it on Twitter first, maybe even before you did, but um, I don't know. Blake's such a cool guy, and like I didn't know that him and Craig Morgan were as close as maybe they are, but the song is now number one all genres. Yes. That's amazing, and I love, I think I made a tweet about it, I love Blake Sean's love of country music, and it's just like, he knows a good song, like, Blake knows what's up, and it's, oh, it's such a good song, and it reminds me of like, what is Granger Smith going to come out with next? Oh, I've been thinking that too, because he was, I mean, a couple months ago, we were talking about how he was doing this and he stopped. He hasn't done it since. About he's gonna release one new song and one new like a music video yeah. to go with it every month. And that obviously hasn't happened. Um, in, you know, you look back. He released uh, what Heaven Bound Balloons before yeah. the tragic accident. So, but you're t- you're totally right though. I'm curious to see 
what he comes out with because I mean I'm, this is very close I mean this Craig Morgan you know he wrote this it's it's near and dear right. to him does it resonate with Granger does this give him some sort of inspiration um, I, I totally like when I was listening to the new music I think it was was it last week or two weeks ago it came out and I was just listening you know adding things to the queue and just hearing yeah. and it was just different I'm like here's some songs you just it's some songs are up tempo and you just kind of you know nod your head along like oh this is a catchy this is catchy but then there's other ones where you're like okay what those lyrics like wow and then um i had totally forgotten that his you know son had tragically drowned a year or two ago and then yeah just watching some of his interviews on it man like and you know like you know craig morgan didn't like write the song for it to intend he didn't care probably how it went on the charts he just wrote it as like therapeutic for himself and so I think that's just so crazy how this song is just taken off and it, it's great that it did because it's such a good song and I feel like so many people can relate to it and they deserve to hear it so that was kind of just like my whole like no. you're the best and he's like tweeting his friends like hey Carson Daly hey Ellen <laughs> hey Hoda and I'm like like, you're so cool. I love you. But. I'll also give us a, a, a secondary smaller applause to uh, Blanco Brown, who has the catchy Get Up. At, that was number one on country. And oh, yeah. he encouraged all 2,000 of his Twitter followers to go get the Craig Morgan, even though he was uh, number one. So, really? Yeah, awesome. yeah, he did. That is cool. Yeah, he, he had a nice tweet about it, too. He's talked about how the lyrics were impactful. And, yeah, it was it was cool. So, yeah, great plug. Um, I'll start with, it's not necessarily a new artist. Well, it kind of is. Uh, Brandon Ratcliffe. Um, I think we yeah. talked about him before. And maybe a month ago, uh, he released a song called Slow Down Hometown. And I think it's just, it's such an underrated country song that I'm honestly convinced if if someone like bigger than him would have recorded it, it would just dominate the charts. Alison Krauss joins him on background vocals. It's Ooh. It's this... Just good, like mid tempo. Um, just a song about you know wanting your hometown to, in a sense, slow down because someone's moving on from you faster than you'd want them to, and things are changing. Yada yada. Uh, it's it's just a, a a standout song. So I just encourage people to go listen to that one and check out some of other Brandon's music. Is uh, he's he's pretty good. So he's definitely one to check out. Jam. Same. And I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the video, and I have not made it through without crying, which, okay, maybe it's just a girl thing, but I, I don't know what it is. I was never a homecoming queen, so I don't... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's, it's such a good song. Like, when I saw, like, the night before homecoming queen, I'm like, oh, it's going to go, like, uppity. Not uppity, but, like, I don't know. It's something, like, she's done in the past, and that's fine. She's got good songs. I can't stop listening to it. Like, this is probably the only song I listened to and the whole week. Just on repeat. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, no shame in doing so. I know there's other songs out there, but I don't care. Well, if it's any sort of cancellation, I'm doing the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> it's That song's been on repeat. And I'll plug one more, too. Uh, Jordan Razor. Jordan Razor has just been killing it this year. Yes. 
and his release this this past week, uh, Where Have You Been All My Life? So good. I mean, the, the music he's cranking out this year is like yeah, unbelievable. He, he's definitely he's definitely one that's once he gets that like top ten, top five hit, he's gonna blow up too. I agree. Um, two two quick ones um, today. Uh, Kate Moore released a video for She's Mine, which oh, is a good hilarious one. video. Like I love it. It's fun as him having fun. Also, that song he wrote like ten years ago, and it just never fit underneath the album. And then he like was like, "Oh yeah, I have this song laying around. I should release it." So that's crazy. Love him. Yeah. And then also uh, Maddie and Tay's Bathroom Floor. <laughs> that's like a really depressing song by like the title of it and I listen to it I'm like this is a jam like it's so relatable and I, I just love them it, it is relatable huh yeah who hasn't been on the bathroom floor it's fine I have no shame in that. <laughs> uh, so true uh, <laughs> no those are I mean just from talking with other people it's definitely relatable um, but uh, no those, those are great songs who's your throat you got a throwback this week um, so I have a throwback that like women of 90s oh yeah yeah I've been listening to a lot of like Winona lately and I'm plugging the I saw the light song it's one of those where like you listen to it you're like oh I forgot about this song and then you like know all the words to it so I've been listening to that her other songs are good too like what the world needs now is love like you just realize she's like had all these hits you're like oh my god how do we like forget about her when we list like ladies of the 90s and so She's my plug, like Winona as a whole. Do you know what she's been up to lately at all? No. Yeah, I guess actually, I gotta go check that out because. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. She's that's a good point. She's kind of one that falls underneath the radar when you talk about ladies of the '90s, and she definitely belongs yeah. there. Um, Absolutely. So mine, I'm not going back that far. I'm actually going back ten years. This week, the number one song in country music was written. By none other than David Lee Murphy. As, oh. So David Lee Murphy, along with Jim Collins, Jim Collins wrote Kenny Chesney's She Thinks My Tractor Sexy. Those two guys decided to write another song about a tractor. Uh, Jason L. Dean's Big Green Tractor oh. uh, was number one this week. Um, so yeah, oh. th- those are the two songwriters on it. Uh, let's see here, what do we have? Um, so David Lee Murphy told The Boot, uh, he, was, he lives outside Nashville, and he was literally on his tractor one night before a, a co-write, just, you know, chugging along, and uh, he just got the idea, he started singing the chorus, and then they got together and, and cranked it out, and yeah, it was, I think... I love that. <laughs> it, seriously, just, can you imagine that? I think he walked into the, the co-write and was like, do you got any you write another song about a tractor? And... They cranked it out, and I mean, I don't know if it is anymore, but at the time, that was Jason Aldean's biggest hit, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 10 I years. Just, I always love when people are like, oh, country music's just about, like, your truck, your dog, your tractor. And I was like, well, that's kind of people's lives. Like, he literally was working out in his field on a tractor, and it's all came to him. Like, you can't, that's where people get their inspiration from when you make a kick-ass song out of it. Like, who am I to judge? Exactly. And it's... It's just so relatable to so many people in the country, like you said, and yeah, it's it, it's only ten years ago, but it seems what Eldine's been able to do since then is pretty remarkable yeah, too. I mean, well, he just did win like what 
artist of the decade back yeah. in ACM. So, yeah, it kind of all starts there. I'm excited for his new album, too. That should be a, a pretty good song. Or, you know, pretty good track list, I think. Have you listened to any of Because he, he dropped four, he released four of the songs from it so far. No, Aaron, I've only been listening to Homecoming Queen. So. All right, all right, yeah, okay, good point. All right, well, once you're done listening to that for, like, one or two more weeks just on repeat, check it out and let me know what you think. Um, okay. Some of my friends have mixed feelings on it, so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say. Anyhow, well, this this was fun. We'll uh, keep doing this definitely on a regular basis, weekly, biweekly, whatever, more than okay. more than we have. But, um, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up. Have some trying to get some things lined up with some artists, uh, some songwriters, and, and the whole work. So we'll keep trying to bring you some some cool things and uh, stay stay in touch with us. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, raisedonit.blog. Um, I think we're going to try yeah, to... read the articles more than I do because clearly I was not in the yes. and I do apologize. Yes. Do better than me. Do better than her. Not that hard. Bar's pretty low. Uh, <laughs> you jump over it. Yes. Uh, anyhow, give us a follow on those. Give us a five stars on the podcast. Leave us a comment. Send us some suggestions, what we should talk about, write about, all the above. But uh, enjoy the Eric Church concert. 